You're listening to the Health Call Radio Hour, where doctors, researchers, authors, nutritionists, and top health professionals share the latest news about staying well and living better. The information you hear today is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, but it's always timely, credible, interesting, and best of all, there's never a copay. Now, here's your host, health and wellness correspondent, Lee Kelso. Thanks for joining us. I am so glad you tuned in. The topic today actually comes from you, from listener questions. Over the years, many people have asked about those fruit and vegetable supplements, the powders and other products you see advertised all over the internet and on cable TV. Are they worthwhile? Are they safe? Are they effective? An independent group called Consumer Lab recently looked into these products, analyzing their contents, checking for contaminants, and evaluating their cost per serving. If you've ever considered trying these products to make sure you're getting all the nutrients you need, this is something you're going to want to hear. I invited Consumer Lab founder and president Dr. Todd Cooperman to join us and get right to the bottom line. Are these things worth the money? We looked at uh, fruit and veggie uh, supplements which often make claims that they are a replacement for fruits and vegetables. Um, and the bottom line is they are not. Uh, they're an expensive way to get a lot less than you would typically get from vitamin, from your vegetables and uh, fruits. We're going to dive into your review in greater detail and take a look at a couple of the most popular products in just a moment. But let's back up a second. And for folks who don't know, tell us about Consumer Lab. I've been a subscriber for years. I find the information just so valuable and helpful. Tell us where the idea came from and, and how you're different. Um, so we've been doing this for 24 years now. Um, and I started it. I'm an MD. I started it because there was a lack of information about what was really in dietary supplements. We've since expanded into all kinds of health foods, et cetera. But we are the leading group that's out there buying products off the shelf or off the internet the way a consumer would, uh, testing them to see what's really in them and reporting on the quality. Um, and so we've been putting out reports, as I said, for 24 years. We've covered nearly every type of supplement, whether it's a multivitamin or a fish oil or a CoQ10, as well as all kinds of foods like flaxseed and psyllium. So we have a, a research group that's testing these products. We also use a lot of expert outside labs because we do so many different types of analyses. And we've tested nearly, I think now over 6,000, maybe closer to 7,000 products. So I hope you will all stay tuned because at the end of our segment, I'm going to be asking Dr. Cooperman what's made the cut, what's in his medicine cabinet after all that research. So I think right. you'll be interested to hear that one. Let's jump back into these uh, fruit and vegetable supplements or substitutes are they they're advertised as a safety uh, valve uh, to make sure that i'm getting all that i need do they fulfill that commitment you know and they're not just advertised as a safety valve but as a replacement which is which is really a problem because what it boils down to is you need about uh 500 grams which is about say a pound of, of fruits and vegetables per day um if you were to dry all that down, 10% of it would be a powder, okay? So you'd have about 50 grams of dried fruits and vegetables. These products claim to have basically dried fruits and vegetables, but the capsules um, from some of these products, you know, are about one, two grams per day, nowhere near the 50 grams, you know, that you would need. So you're really only getting at best, at best, 7 to 10%, you know, of what you would uh, expect from eating all those fruits and vegetables. 
The other thing is what, what fruits and vegetables have that these don't have is fiber. And fiber is so critical uh, to your digestive you know, system, to feeding the good bacteria you know, in your gut. You know, people take probiotics, and we've tested hundreds of probiotics. You're much better off, frankly, eating food that feeds good bacteria in your stomach than taking a probiotic. They only last about a week or so in your, in your gut. It sounds as if you're repopulating you know, anything really with a probiotic. There are some, some, some specific benefits, but you're not going to get that benefit when you're taking a pill that has no fiber in it. Um, and even some of the products where you take larger amounts, a whole pow- you know, scoops of a powder, you are going to get more, but you're still really not going to get uh, a lot of the things that you would have, would have gotten from those fruits and vegetables. So there, so I, I heard you say there, there is some nutrient benefit, but not enough that you can feel like you're going to get away without eating fruits and veggies, right? Yeah. In Got fact, that. if you look this, at the supplement facts, which is the, the key part of the label on a dietary supplement or the nutrition facts is what it's called on a food, some of these products don't even make a claim, you know, to how much protein or fiber they contain because they really contain virtually none. Um, they may contain high amounts of vitamin C, um, uh, but that's really not worth spending, you know, dollars a day for. You can get it, you know, we've tested vitamin C supplements. We have a whole review on them. You can get that for pennies per day. Um, and certainly you can get it from, you know, eating any real fruits. Um, so, uh, you know, they all, all, also don't contain a lot of the minerals that you need, calcium, magnesium. Um, again, even some of these powders won't give you enough of that. Um, so there's a real, there's a real problem with that. You're not really going to get that hurt. We did find lead, um, in one of these products about a little over two, uh, micrograms per day. Um, you can tolerate that, you know, a kid should really not be exposed to that per day. I wouldn't be giving these to a kid. Um, an adult can tolerate that, but you know, and you will get some lead in, in, in fruits and vegetables as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so just be aware that, you know, they're not, they're not, uh, completely pure, you know, uh, products that you're getting. So some lead there. Uh, what about pesticides? Um, you know, we, we didn't evaluate these for pesticides. We focused really more on, uh, heavy metals and, uh, bacterial contamination, which we did not find Frank, you know, fortunately. Um, if you want to stay away from pesticides, the best thing is really to buy an organic, you know, product, um, where since pesticides are not used, there's such a slew of different potential pesticides. It's not something that we're, we're focused on. Um, but you can avoid them if you go with organic. The thing people should know about organic products, however, is it doesn't mean they're going to be low in lead, you know, or other heavy metals like arsenic and cadmium. Um, we've actually found no correlation. In fact, I believe we've actually found higher levels of lead and things like that in organic products. Um, uh, and so the, the organic really just has to do with how these products are being um, treated, you know, during the processing. But if there's lead in the ground, it can be in there. There are certain, we, you know, we've tested, say, cocoa powders and, and dark chocolates, uh, and we find high levels of cadmium in those. That's simply because those, that plant, the cocoa plant, pulls out cadmium from the soil. It doesn't matter if you're growing it organically or not. Um, so just be aware, you know, just because it's organic doesn't mean it's free of, of lead. From a cost standpoint, how do these products stack up? Terribly. Um, you know, so you're spending, as I said, you know, two, three dollars a day 
uh, to get, um, you know, if, to get less than you would get uh, in terms of, you know, fiber, um, some vitamins, minerals, less than you might get from eating, you know, part of an apple, you know. So if you're able to buy an apple for, you know, less than 2 or $3, you know, you're, you're better off eating the apple. You come out ahead, yeah. That's interesting. Do they serve any function at all? Is there any reason to consider these products in your estimation? Not really. No. I mean, if, if you have if you have the time, you know, to eat fruits and vegetables, eat fruits and vegetables. Um, if you have absolutely no time to cut up, you know, some fruits and vegetables, then they'll offer, as I said, you know, maybe 10 percent, you know, of what you might be getting from eating a daily serving of fruits and vegetables. OK, so to be fair, I guess 10 percent is better than nothing. But as Dr. Cooperman said, the marketing may lead you to believe that you can bypass fresh or even canned produce and these supplements will fill the gap. And that's just not the case. At a cost of up to three dollars per person per day, do the math. A family of four would be spending about three hundred forty dollars a month on fruit and vegetable supplements. That's almost 50 percent what the government says the average family spends on groceries each month. So yeah, no nutrition bargain here. When we come back, we'll zero in on products that I know you've seen advertised and we'll get the facts. And then what does this expert on supplements have in his own medicine cabinet? That's coming up, so I hope you'll stay tuned for more of today's Health Call Radio Hour. You're listening to the Health Call Radio Hour, your regular weekend appointment with top healthcare professionals, where every session is painless and we never keep you waiting. Now back to health and wellness correspondent, Lee Kelso. Welcome back. Today we are looking into fruit and vegetable supplements sold as capsules, gummies, and concentrated powders. I am a YouTube addict. I admit it. I subscribe to literally dozens of YouTube channels, and many of them are sponsored by Athletic Greens, now known as AG1. They make a vegetable concentrate. The hosts often describe how mixing up some AG1 powder and just plain water helps them feel confident they're getting all the nutrients they need. You see the same sort of claims on TV commercials from Balance of Nature, which sells fruit and vegetable concentrates. Dr. Todd Cooperman is founder of Consumer Lab, an independent analysis team that recently investigated whether these products really deliver as promised. He told me, yes, the products are safe, but... But the, the bottom line is they really don't give you much uh, and they don't even promise to give you much and they are expensive. Um, so in fact, there was a, I believe a lawsuit against them. Uh, I forget the status of, of, of that, you know, where, where they've been brought, you know, called to the mat on the, on claims that they're making about it being a replacement, you know, for eating fruits and vegetables, you know, and I think they've settled that perhaps and, and, you know, calm down some of that marketing. Yeah, so that was in the state of California and it was a settlement in the millions of dollars, as I recall. Okay. Yeah. So, so, you know, don't believe the hype, um, you know, so, you know, go with your instinct. You can't get, you can't get, you know, a pound's worth of uh, fruits and vegetables from one, one or two grams uh, in a capsule. And the gummies themselves, what do they bring to the table in addition to any nutrients? Nothing, you know, sugar. 
you know, typically that's, we, we test a lot of gummy products, uh, whether it's a gummy multivitamin, you know, or, or uh, fruits and vegetable gummy. Um, historically, I've really been very negative on gummies for several reasons. Things have gotten a little bit better, but originally when they were making, say, gummy multivitamins, they were buying candy gummies initially. This is maybe going back 15 years and spraying on uh, the vitamins and minerals. Wow. So you're getting basically the candy. You are getting very inexact amounts of uh, of the vitamins and minerals that are being put on there. Um, and and because it's a, a gel, a, a gelatinous kind of uh, matrix, you know, environment, things interact and they're not as stable in a in a gummy formulation. So even companies that thought they were putting in the right amounts, those amounts were, were declining over time. And what's happened? is their manufacturers are allowed to put in more than what is stated on the label. Um, so if it says 100% of the daily value of something or X amount of, you know, milligrams, um, they are allowed to put in a bit more so that it maintains its level throughout its shelf life, which is typically about two up to maybe three years. Um, the USP, which sets the kind of uh, standards for how products should be tested and things like that, um, has actually allowed companies, this is just, just happened last year and we, we picked up on it. It wasn't like big news. They're allowing companies that make gummies to put in much more, like, like two and a half times as much vitamin C, uh, and, and some other, like a, another B vitamin into gummies when they make it, which is problematic because you're, if you're getting that, you know, you're buying that gummy new fresh, you're getting a heck of a lot more than you think you're getting. And I don't think that's a, you know, a good thing from a consumer's perspective. And that's what we, you know, we're here for at Consumer Lab. We are the consumer's kind of eye, you know, and ears and lab, you know, into these, into these products. So the balance of nature didn't matter whether it was the fruit or the vegetable. Uh, either no. one you found to be not very, not, not a good value and not an efficient way to, do, to deliver those nutrients. Exactly. Are there any antioxidant benefits, anything like that inside these products? Yeah, you I mean, you, you know, vitamin C is an antioxidant, so you'll get some vitamin C. Um, but again, it's, you know, there are plenty of other ways of getting vitamin C that, that are less, a lot less expensive um, and maybe more tasty and if are actually eating, you know, a piece of fruit. Um, so they, they do have some potential benefit, some benefit there. So I, as I'm saying, they're not going to hurt you. I mean, there is some lead in, in some of these products. It's probably not enough that's going to hurt an adult, um, but uh, it's really kind of a waste of money, bottom line. Okay. Uh, many of these products are available as a powder, uh, and they can be powdered grasses or a mixture or uh, actually powdered algaes. Um, and, and I suspect one of the most widely known is uh, Athletic Greens, now marketed as AG1. What did mm -hmm. your testing find with AG1? Yeah, so with AG1, we did find lead. Um, actually, it had more lead than, than other products because it, it's a large amount uh, that you're taking. It's not just a capsule. Um, and so we, we found, I think it was, I forget the exact amount, it was two point something uh, milligram, uh, micrograms of lead per serving, which as I said, you don't want to give that to a kid. You know, in the state of California, for example, they have very strict uh, limits on how much lead and other things can be in products without having a warning label. Um, so once you go over half a microgram per day per serving um, of any kind of uh, food or supplement, 
um, you need a warning label. So this had over two micrograms. So you would need a warning label, say, in, in California for that kind of product. Hmm. That's interesting. And let's talk about the cost of, uh, for example, AG1. What is uh, the nutrient per penny, I guess? Is there a formula there that we can take a look at? So with AG1, um, you're getting about 12 grams of powder per scoop. Um, that's going to cost you about $3, so, so something in that range. Um, you're getting, and I, I'm just quoting from what, what, what's on the label here, um, what they're promising is uh, a serving is going to give you uh, 6 grams of carbs, not a lot, 2 grams of fiber. Y you, you need about 20, 25 grams of fiber per day. So, you know, if you're relying on AG1 to give you your fiber, you're really not getting it. Um, has no fats. You need some good fats, actually, you know, in your diet as well. It has virtually no no minerals. Um, has plenty of vitamin C. Um, so you're you're there's so many deficiencies there that you you know just don't assume you're getting what you need from from that product. So not going to harm you, but it, it's yeah. Unless you're you know you're very you're you're a small child, it's not going to harm you. But again, you know yeah. it does have two two micro. We did find over two micrograms of lead. So again, not going to harm you, but you know, might harm, you know, a, a younger person. Got it. Do these products fit any need that you see for consumers? <laughs> it fits the need for a magic bullet, you know, uh, like many supplements do. Um, so uh, it really it's it's convenient, but it doesn't really give you what you're hoping to get, uh, which is a replacement for uh, fruits and vegetables. Well, that's a good transition into what are the products that you've brought into your life after having reviewed so many over 24 years. Uh, take us on a tour through your medicine cabinet. Is yeah. there anything there? It's a pretty bare medicine cabinet, uh, Lee. Um, and that's really, as you said, it's a result of what you know we've learned you know, over the last 24 years, plus in medical school. Um, the, the, really, the, the best way for most people uh, you know, to be getting all these nutrients is from food, whole foods, you know, not processed foods. Um, and that's how I get my nutrients. And I, I have a very full breakfast of full, you know, whole grains. It's really, what's more important for me is what's in my, my uh, kitchen cabinet than in my medicine cabinet. Again, that is Dr. Todd Cooperman, the founder of Consumer Lab, a source for independent analysis of supplements and other health products. I have been a paid subscriber for many years. I check there for reviews of, gosh, everything from sunscreens to vitamins to the latest hot products. And right now that includes longevity supplements, compounds that supposedly help you slow the aging process. I'm going to have Dr. Cooperman back soon to guide us through the claims that are being made about those products. I admit I'm using and experimenting with some of them, and so I'm eager to hear what he has to say, and I suspect he's really not going to be a fan, but we'll find out. Again, that is ConsumerLab.com. A full subscription costs you about 60 bucks a year, but they do have a free newsletter that I think is worth a look. All right, we have a lot more ahead today, so I hope you will stay tuned after you hear from some businesses that I hope you'll support because they support the Health Call Radio Hour. Pop. 
podcast by Federated Media.